Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. I might chip out, man. I got this, yeah. And now, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. It's time to listen to Reese and Dan on the Angle Pick Pod. Angle Pickers, welcome back and welcome back. The long-awaited return of Reese. Welcome back to the show, my friend. What's up, guys? COVID didn't get me. I'm alive and well, kind of. Dan, Full how you Doing all right. Doing all right. Every day's a new battle, but we're coming out green. Uh, speaking of coming out green, that's a lot of green cards in a row for us. Dan had a sweep. Reese, how'd you do? So I had Malarkey with the ankle lock. I had, uh, I did good. I had a Kyle Burrell parlayed with Malarkey, so we got lucky there. But I did, I was up three units, and I did put uh, 1.5 on RDA. So call it plus 1.5. I got to get back in the tracking game. Fair enough. But nothing, um, but, but nothing to Danny Sweep. I mean, I was tracking the whole thing, and I was like, get the broomsticks, boys. Rocking and rolling. Uh, we'll look to continue with this week. UFC Long Island, Saturday, July 16th from the UBS Arena, home of the New York Islanders, I assume. We'll get the stats sure. department on it. Um, Looking at us, Gary, like, watch other sports. Right. What are the very, Islanders? very early card this week, Reese. I'm not sure you're aware. 10 a.m. Central Time. Is this, is this UFC London? Nope. This is UFC Long Island. Oh, no. The next two, Reese, are next two very are European-oriented. It, it, it's good for guys like me, that, like that uh, college football feeling. Get my sports in early in the day, and then I get nope. a free afternoon. Nope. This last week's card, it ended at 11. It was incredible. 11.30. It was great. And then I was right. I was ready for bed. No one was Just wake it up. <laughs> awesome. It was awesome. Uh, one o'clock central main card on ABC. Dan tied things up. He's on a little bit of a run here. Wait, he tied things oh, up. Ah, tied things up. 11 oh, 11 ah. in 2022. I don't know if that Dan, sounds right. Tied things up, but I do owe you some alert. So we, 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 we don't want to look past that. I'm not doing yeah. it on this episode, but tune in for our main and we, and I'll, I'll pay yeah, up. We'll, I've got we'll to get those on the too. So Dan will lead things off. Forget the ballot order. We had some, what, Lauren Murphy, Misha Tate, we've already set the spread for anyway. I just picked my five favorite fights. We'll run through them. Uh, as, he, as he's tended to do recently. It's, it's yeah. gone a little off the rails, Cobe. You know what? Stop me when I make a mistake. First up, Danny's going to lead it off. Bantamweight bout. Ricky, S- Simone, and Jack Shore. Oh, wow. I didn't know. Wow, we're in for some treats, Dan. This is the first one off the ripper. I mean, this is a fun fight. I, I know that um, people are talking a lot about Jack Shore's undefeated record. It's kind of gone a little bit under the table. It's it's in really elite run that he's been on. But if we're talking about elite grappling, which is what he brings to the table, Ricky Simone has all of that in spades. Uh, I look at... Um, I look at Jack Shore being a minus 125 favorite over to Valiev, and, and that's a really interesting line to me just with how talented I think Tamur is. 
And and I know how talented Ricky Simone is. I have to assume that they're in the same kind of vein. Um, the four win streak that he's on, Kelleher, Perello, Borg, Asunsau, some decent names there, but Jack Shore's an, an actual elite grappler. I'm going to have Jack Shore as a favorite. And uh, I'm going just a, a slightly, slightly bit more than that value, value of line. Minus 140, Jack Shore. Mm. See, this one's so weird because I love both these guys. They both bring a similar style. I could see Ricky Simone being the favorite easily um, just with mm. the type of – I mean, just because what we've seen from him. Yeah, I mean, Ricky's looked incredible in every single facet that Jack has looked dominant in. No, that's the thing, though. Jack is just like – I mean, he's he hasn't had that I, – I feel like he hasn't had that UFC – true tried and true experience yet i mean it's hard i mean timor valley actually i would say is even though he's no longer with the promotion but split decision for hunter azure who i also kind of respect but yeah i mean it's it's a battle of like the the experience i mean you're right on it you're all over it probably i'm gonna go i guess i'll just go lower for for the sake of ricky respect i'm gonna go jack short minus 130 Opened minus one fifteen shore plus, or I'm sorry minus one oh five Ricky Simone. Currently sitting minus one sixty five Jack Shore. Okay. So the public's on shore. Dan will take the first point. Uh before we jump to the next fight, which is also a banger for that for what it's worth, UBS Arena is the home of the Islanders. And gotcha. just just opened November twenty twenty one. So brand new arena, mm. grace the UFC with its presence. Um, next up, featherweight bout, another like I said, banger. Shane Burgos, Charles Jordan, Reese. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, baby, we call, we call this fight of the night, honestly. So I hope I'm not off base with this because I am a little worried that I might be. But I look at Charles Jordan as an entertainer not necessarily a, a serious threat. And he was a guy who came into the UFC. I, he might've even been on like a short notice type thing. And he basically just delivers with excitement. I don't know if anyone really considers him a guy who's going to truly contend. Um, I mean, he's losing to Julian Arosa. It was a fun fight though. That fight was, a I'm bang. worried for your number here because I also had a pretty big one in terms of Shane, Shane Burgos. Yeah. So, so I do. <laughs> so yeah. So you're, you could tell where I'm going with it. I think Shane Burgos is going to be decently sizable. I hope that's on mis- I mean, I'm not saying three hundreds, like nothing crazy, crazy. I just think Charles Jordan's going to need to make up some ground here. And I think that when you look at Shane Burgos, like who he's been fighting slash who he's fallen to, it's a significantly different resume and so i'm gonna go shane burgos minus one i'll go i'll go 200 flat 200 flat and i'll go and then that makes you know 170 on the other side of jordan so when when you said not in the two not in the 300 range i don't have it there but I could see it creeping close to there come fight night. I, I, I tend to agree with you. Charles Jordan is an exciting fighter in the sense that he's been in a lot of exciting fights. But there's 
obviously a double-edged sword to that. It's you're hitting, but you're being hit. He's very hittable. Shane Burgos, I consider an actual elite striker. A if your most impressive win in the Jordan camp is like a win over Andre Ewell, it's not the same as like Cub Swanson, Billy Q, a guy I have a ton of respect for. Um Maquan, it was a weird, weird fight, but these are losses. Edson Barbosa, Josh Emmett, Calvin Cater. It's like really top level, really great strikers. I had it up around 250. And so I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with 250 as my number. I think that I think Burgos is gonna touch him up. Y'all are both a little high on Burgos, 175. No, but I take it, so I don't care. Take the point. And you know what? That's that's even interesting because if you remember, Reese, we were on opposite sides of that um, Burgos-Edson Barbosa fight. Kobe and I were on Edson Barbosa. We were watching in Houston. You were on Burgos. Mm-hmm. Burgos won that fight for 80% of it. Mm-hmm. Edson caught him with a really weird, like – I mean, kick to like the the top of the head above the temple a little bit that had a delayed knockdown, knockout, what it ended up being because of how weird it looked. But if if someone falls like that and then it has their wits about them, that's not a knockout. It's it's an interesting fight to look back on. Yeah, weird. It was weird. But And and I was on Burgos and it it didn't go my way, but... He looked elite against Edson. Yeah. An elite striker in his in his own right, is all I'm saying. So, Kobe, can you tell us the line movement on that one? Open 150. That was just a week and a half ago. Okay, so honestly, I wouldn't be surprised, Danny, if it, at, at when push comes to shove, line finally closes, there's a two in front of it. So, I should yeah. jump on I'm weirdly big on Shane Burgos, I guess. You should jump on it. I think Shane's great. I don't, and I don't think he's going to drop this one either. And folks, we're starting a new game, and we're one week into the game we played last year. We've got a lot of forced plays coming, but it should be some good bets. So stay tuned to our socials. We're gonna we're gonna share out all of our all the way we're playing these survival games. We'll get into it in the main app this week, but yes, two different games going on now, along with what our ankle pick has traditionally been. Uh, flyweight bout, third fight that we're going to break down here, Matt Schnell and Sumu Derji. Dan, go for it. This is an awesome fight. Uh, Sue's a guy we've backed in the past. Schnell's a guy we backed and faded in the past. Um, an American top team guy, obviously fighting the top of the division. We're talking about Roy Bell and Bontarine is his last two with an Alex Perez, three times scheduled, three time canceled bout. Um, in between, I'm, I'm looking at that right now to see what happened. Perez missed weight one, Schnell withdrew one. I don't even remember the saga. But I, I have a lot of respect for Schnell, and I've got a lot of expectations for what Sumu Derji can be. He's a really, really incredible boxer. Um, Schnell's also got power in his hands. I tend to think Schnell is going to win this fight. And I, the way I say it like that, like it's surprising because I see a lot of people on Sumu Derji who's on a win streak, um, tends to have a lot more 
power behind him. I think he's going to be a favorite here. And I think I'm going to end up on, on Schnell as a dog, which is really interesting. But um, I see it with Sumu Dereji, like minus 150, 60. I'm going to go minus 160, Sumu Dereji. I think that there are holes there that um, elite levels will get to. And it, he's taking a big step up here. We're talking Sukumta, Adasha, Malcolm Gordon, um, guys like Louis Smulka are making him look a little bit out of their depth. And, and Matt Schnell's a guy I have a lot of respect for. Matt Schnell beat Louis Smulka too. Right. Yeah, I am very, very close to you. Um, I have it a little bit lower, uh, but I do have Sumadergy as a favorite just from recency bias. Um, I have Sumadergy minus 120. Matt Schnell at even. So you're and really think, close to even. Yeah. I So I wanted Matt Schnell as the favorite. But when you just look at like where the momentum's taking these two, especially recently. Um, but the names are important. We're talking about a guy in Royal and Perez that have been in con- title conversations. No, title conversations. Yeah. No, I agree with you. I agree with you. I think that this is going to be – Tough sledding for Sumuderji. I just think that you look at a guy who I don't know. His striking is really I, great. I, I, I will think, say I think he's in the public all over him. I think Schnell subs him, but I I just think that where the line is, I have to put Sue as just a, a, a slight slight favorite. So I'm gonna Sue's go. striking has been really impressive. It has a lot of good. Yeah, that knockout over Gordon was sick. Yeah. Y'all are not super close to this one. I hate to break it to you. Which way? Sumu Derji is your favorite minus 260. Oh, ha. Oh, ha. So you can get a Schnell plus 225. What's right? going to be on that? What's Literally, I'm going to hang up this uh, Zoom call and be on Matt Schnell for at least a unit, and then I'm going to finish my taking and taping and might do two, three. Schnell by right? sub is plus 950. That's what you hit right there. Holy shit balls. Dude, he sub Luis Smolka. Luis Smolka sub Subu Dereji. One plus one equals Matt Schnell by sub. I love it. I see no problems with that MMA, man. Right? Uh, Nonetheless, Danny Danny makes points. It's not so much like addition. One plus one equals two. It's it's calculus there. No, it's algebra. You got to divide to cancel out. Carry the one. Put a little triangle in there. Next thing you know, you find out. I, I don't know. I didn't make it past long division. I just calculated <laughs> spreads. Uh, 2-1 DK. Welterweight bout. This is not the co-main, but it's the second to last one that we're going to do. Lee Jinglian and Muslim Salikov. Please oh. turn it off. Oh, I, I don't read leave this off? That's huge, actually. Yeah, this one's fucked. I mean, dude. Okay, here's the thing with the leech. G, Lee Jinglian. Okay, he is either – I mean, obviously he got bounced by Hamzat in his last fight, but he also knocked out Ponzinibbio. And you got to ignore the Hamzat fight. Now, I'll, I'll let you know, fight. Reese, I'm ignoring the Hamzat fight when I when I go into setting this spread. This one's tough. I mean, <clears throat> I think the leech usually outperforms his line. I mean, I remember – Way back in the day on the in the China cards, he stopped 
couple guys, Zach Otto and I think Bobby Nash too, like way outperformed the line. He beat Zaleski, outperformed that line, beat Ponzinibbio. So I also do I also just don't love how old Solikov is, but he's continuing to perform. He also beat Zaleski, just beat Trinaldo, who's ageless. Knocked the fuck out of Nordin Taleb. I mean, I, I just know based on how the the lines go for the leech, I know he's going to be a dog. Um, I'm going to go Muslim Solikov, the 38-year-old Kung Fu master, is going to be minus 160. And the leech will be plus 140. Wow, that's a really interesting number. It's catching me a little off guard, and I'm I'm a big Muslim Salikov, um, king of combat. What, what is it? I mean, he's a master of sport in like three different bases. I think I backed him in his last combo kung fu. I, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm just saying I, I'm a big fan of this guy. I had Leech as a favorite going really into taping. Yeah, I said to you, I'm taking the Hamzat and I'm throwing it out because. Mm. I mean, you have Kamzat over Muslim Salikov, and he's minus eight million. Like, obviously, we didn't know as much about Hamzat. It's to me, it's not a, like a red flag on your record losing to a really physically dominant, too skilled competitor. Um, man, I'm in a weird box because of this one. I love Muslim. I saw him go to the split against Easy Dos Santos, and I was really worried there. And that was a fight I, I believed that he won. He did end up winning. Oof. I guess I'm going to take the opportunity you gave me because you went first, and I'll go, like, Muslim minus 120. That's – you fuck. Excuse my language. Excuse I really me. I really had I, – I had Leash as a favorite. I know that's why I said that's why I called you uh, the F word. Well, Danny took the opportunity. So there was no opportunity. Ding, 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 minus one. Oh, what? Oh, <laughs> Come on. Wait, really? I'm going to be on leech this weekend. That's really interesting. Plus wow, 140. That and my that's such a good line, in my opinion. It's like right where it should be. Um, That's the five diamonds line. Let me get you the. Best line we can get on the leech. 140. Such a good line. It's right where it should be. After you nail it, ding, ding, ding. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. All right. This one's for all the marbles. Two, two. And the main event. Five round featherweight bout between Brian Ortega and Yair Rodriguez. There was actually some news on this one this morning that apparently Yair Rodriguez has been noted, has been told by either Dana or Sean Shelby that a win gets him a title shot which we don't even know who that's against if both goes up, obviously, right? So That doesn't change much, but it kind of reinforces a, a, a narrative I came into with this one. Brian Ortega, fun, fun fighter. I'm a T-City fan. How could you not be? I mean, his only losses in whatever are Holloway and Volkanovski. He should beat anyone that's not named those guys. I've got him as a favorite here because of that. He's got the following. He's, he's got Modelo behind him. He's a, a household name. 
he represents Mexico more than Yair Rodriguez? <laughs> Question mark? Kind of. Which shouldn't, to me, it doesn't make any sense. I'm a big Yair Rodriguez fan. Nah, guy's a puss. <laughs> Ortega's going to be a favorite here. I don't have him as a big favorite because I'm going to be betting Yair at whatever dog price they're giving me. I'm, I'm confident in that. I know it's going to be a storyline. I don't think I'm going to get that much value. Uh, give me T-City minus 130. Yeah, it's, I just think it's higher. I'm going to go T-City minus 150. I, 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 but I won't, I would not touch T City with like juice. Dude, I one, really one, 150, I think I even lowballed it. I think I bet T City at 150. T City looked great striking against uh, Chance Like Jung, Korean Zombie. He looked awful against Max. Right, but did you watch the Yaya Rodriguez Korean Zombie? Yeah, but then I watched Yair Rodriguez, Max Holloway. Yeah, I mean, that's the problem with the – that's why people laugh at MMA math so much. It's like you can just – Yair is sharp. He, I Look, think he's going to – If this becomes even the slightest bit of a grappling match, I think Yair's truly fucked. Remember that standing guillotine over Cobb? That's not easy to do. Yeah, you're right, but I I don't know. Yair's he's tough, man. You know what? One sixty, Brian Ortega. You sure you want to change it? No, I don't. One fifty. <laughs> I'm too scared. Nope. nope. I want to go back. One sixty, Brian Ortega. <laughs> I still win though. That's all that really matters. Well, that would have been unprecedented to finish. Ding, ding, ding. Minus one sixty. Minus one sixty. Ding, ding, ding. I know. I was just doing it to spite Danny, and then I got scared. I don't like that's that line. Incredible. I'll be on Yair pretty soon. That's, Wait, do do crazy. we think that I want to talk this out? Do we think people are gonna public's gonna come in on Ortega because he's the public guy? Like people don't know who Yair Rodriguez is, genuinely. Why not? No. No, they do, but like not the same. I think public money will still come in on T City, and I'm worried now because I want to take him. 140 is a good number. Uh, it opened minus 150 Ortega early June. Let's see if there's been any other wiggle with it other than just a slight uptick. No, nah, it's really just gone. It went straight from 150 to 160, and it's at there. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think 150, I'm probably on T-City. So I imagine uh, other people are too. Dan's playing the dogs this week. Guess so. I think all four of the last four that we just talked through. I was under. Oh, uh, no, nah, just kidding. Not Burgos. You're going to be on Burgos. Oh, yeah, I was way over on Burgos. I was, this was not my episode. No, Bur- Bur- Burgos I'm placing too, though. Yeah. All right, Reese, before you place anything, before we pause and play here, close this up with the Poha. Well, the, the welcome back Poha. Poha! Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E. 
AV on YouTube.